the story I just heard, you hear these things separately, but when they come together, Kalabachik is my guest, the comedian and actor and producer. I had a really tough growing up. It was tough. Right, right, yes, yes. And I've been running away from my problems my whole mm. life. So comedy was just an escape. Right. First for you, it was an escape. First for me, it was an escape. And then it was a form of healing. At some point, it became a form of healing. Mm. So I do these things to make people laugh. But I do it for myself. Mm. Like, when I make people laugh, it makes me happy. And she has seen a lot in her life. <laughs> she was brutally, violently raped. Growing up as a 14-year-old, you know, I was sexually assaulted, brutalized, beaten. You know, and a guy had his way with me. When you were 14? I was you, just a teenager, yes. yes. And I was returning from church the evening this happened. Hated God. They didn't go to church for 17 years after. My relationship with God was Went just... Went down. Mm, I didn't attend church for like 17 years. For 17 yeah, years? Yeah, until 2018. Wow. When I got kidnapped. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When she eventually went back to church, it was because she had been kidnapped by herdsmen. I was kidnapped in 2018. I Fulani Headsman. I was driving with a friend. And when we got to Benin Bypass, these guys just blocked the road and started shooting in the air. Myself and my friend, Chidozim, took us into the bush. And then we got there. They just left us till the next day. Wow. Then they told us they were kidnappers and we had to pay 15 million. Jehovah Shama. Oh, they would kill us. 15 million. Am I Dangote's daughter? So yes, yeah. we were there. They held us for five days. Five, five days, days in the bush with kidnappers. The guy I was with, we traveled uh, together. They sliced him with a dagger. So five. you prayed? Yeah, I prayed and yeah. I, I, I told God, I said, please, just get me out of here. Once I leave here, I'm going back to church. As God will have it, I survived that. They freed us after we paid the ransom, of course, and they let us go. And I went straight back to church. Hmm. My hmm. relationship with God just... Was restored. Yeah, it was restored. And then barely years after, she goes for a random checkup in the hospital, and she's been told that she has fibroid. I got to the clinic for something else entirely. The nurse, she said, let's do an ultrasound. And I went, I laid there. She did this thing, and she told me, you need to see the doctor. Mm. So I went into the doctor's office, the doctor just sat down there, he looked at me, and the first question he asked was, hmm, when are you getting married? Yeah. And when do you think you would want to have kids? Mm. It didn't make sense. I said, me, getting married. Me, that is as single as, as a Pringle. I'm not, I don't know. It's not single as Pringle. Single as, yeah, single <laughs> as a pulpit that is standing in the church. I was single, single. They said, uh, because you have fibroids growing all over, yeah. everywhere. I said, what? Okay, what do we do? And he said, uh, probably I would need to have a myomectomy. I said, which one be myomectomy? Then he explained, they'll have to cut your 
stomach open and take it out like a C-section, like I was delivering a child. She tells me why she tried to take her life. I was so traumatized, so scared that I was going to take sniper. At that point, I said, let me just end this. I'm tired. Yeah. So every time there is nowhere to escape to, mm -hmm. the only escape in my head is to take my life. Mm -hmm. Whichever way. If I'm close to the balcony, just jump. Mm -hmm. Just jump. Mm -hmm. Everything will be okay. Yeah. She says, look at me. Look at me. See how far I've come, despite all that I've been through. Welcome to With Today With Kalabachik. Come for me. <laughs> then they discovered that you had fibroid at some point in your life. Ha. I say, why me again? <laughs> why me? <laughs> this happened after the kidnapping. Yeah, after that. This happened just uh, in 2021 here. Right. I had returned from Portacourt because my dad had uh, brain surgery. So mm -hmm. I had been in Portacourt for about two months in the hospital with him. So when I returned to Lagos to hustle, because I needed to make money now. For the so treatment. I could, yeah, yeah, for the treatment to continue. I came back and I was feeling very bloated. I didn't understand. I would normally go to the hospital for checkups, you know, pap smears, you know, here and there. But... This was different. So after about a month, I noticed that my stomach was growing. It was rapid. This was fast. First month, second month, I was looking like a seven-month pregnant woman. Wow. And then I ran back to another doctor. I said, please, tell me there's something else I can, I can do. do. Because why am I having a C-section when I'm not even delivering a baby? And I'm, I'm young, I'm single, I'm not married. What do you mean? And he said, well, you have to do it. I ran again. So the third doctor, at that point, I think it was already getting too late, and the doctor said, this thing is degenerating. You need to take it out ASAP. I just resigned to my fate. I said, okay, let's do it. Hmm. I was scared. Of course, of course you were scared. Oh, That's what you're from I was scared. I was looking like a seven-month pregnant woman. I would wear these uh, boo-boos, jalabi, and these uh, big clothes to just cover. People were saying different things. Some of my friends were, you know, talking and saying I was pregnant, mm. I was hiding it. I heard a lot of things. I would go out and uh, a gate man would see me and say, ah, Oh, congratulations, ma. Oh, don't, don't, don't worry, I'll carry your bag for you. These things, I, my heart was breaking every time someone said that to me because I was not pregnant with a baby. Mm, mm. This was not a baby. Yeah. So, yeah, I had the surgery done. It was successful. Thank God. But it wasn't easy. Of course. That was another traumatic experience I had to go through. Right. After, re after re uh, the surgery and the process of recovering, I almost jumped from the balcony. Why? I was in so much pain. Huh. And then I went back again to ask myself, why me? Yeah. Why does... <sighs> but I didn't jump. Hmm. I would tell you one thing. My parents, I always, when I count my blessings, I count them twice. 
My mom and my dad, they've been the rock that you know has held me together, glued me together. So when these suicidal thoughts come, they always come. We need you to subscribe, yo. <laughs> and the reason is simple. The kinds of conversations, the kinds of worlds that we construct with our conversations on with Chude are driven by a vision of the kind of world I want to see, you know. You are the most important person in this entire ecosystem. You subscribing monthly. So do go ahead, subscribe. Ask somebody else to subscribe. Advise somebody else to subscribe. Refer to someone to subscribe. It matters, truly. Thank you as we continue to be human together. I had a bottle of